Welcome to On That Just Happened, the podcast that makes the end of the world suck just a little bit less. Pre-recorded at the FTC, edited at Lazarus Space Studios, recording for posterity on June 10th to be aired on June 18th. Uh, I don't know if this is officially summer, but... Uh, still close enough. Feels like it. It's hot enough outside. Yeah. Recording in high-quality audio. Did I say that already? Uh, recording totally for different. posterity. Recording for posterity. Well, high-quality high audio. We submit for approval your weekly source of audio debauchery. I'm Rodney Sinio. I'm Adam Flores. And uh, going old school. Uh, Army 2 podcast. Can you believe episode 6 was our one where we did X-Men Days of Future Past? Yeah. And now this is going to be episode 106 really episode, maybe it's 107 even still it's maybe i should just not post the other episode just so it's gonna be 106 uh or we should just call the other episode 107 people are like what i don't think anybody knows but 100 episodes later we finally get another x-men <laughs> we finally get another x-men movie to review so uh apropos in the army 2 podcast yeah, before we jump all the way into it, let's get into uh, the uh, <clears throat> the usual. Some shout-outs. <laughs> Alright, of course, shout-out to the wife. Hope she's having a good time right now. She's out with some of her college friends, probably getting white girl wasted. More power to her as long as she's not driving. Shout-out to Caesar, John Preto, and Alex Pohl, who all wanted to be on the show today, but due to scheduling conflicts, everyone fell through, which is fine because I hadn't realized that Rodney watched Age of Apocalypse until he came downstairs. Actually, it's just called Apocalypse. I always call it Age of Apocalypse, just out of default. Yeah, wasn't it titled Age of Apocalypse? I thought so. But, Apocalypse. but either way, uh, colon? this still makes it a little bit better in terms of being able to talk about this movie because now, you know, we don't have a lot of conflicting storylines. Shout, 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 shout out. And uh, shout out to Mike Franzo, who uh, got some two big pieces of news, got got a couple kids. So congratulations to you, buddy. And uh, happy birthday to Kevin, Kevin, Jerry. All right, that's it for me. <clears throat> Uh, shout outs, birthday shout outs, shout out to my wife. Thank you for watching the kids, holding it down, you know, just being very motherly around the house. I, uh, hope, they, I hope they had a good time today. Yeah. It looked like they did. I didn't get to. Yeah, pictures of the kids swimming and I'm just like <laughs> sitting in this hot ass office. We don't talk about work. I was in my uniform. We don't talk about work. Yeah. I was dying. But birthday shout out, shout out to my cousin Dom, shout out to, uh, Chad, uh, Jason, shout out to my friend Sarah and Aunt Gia's birthday's coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Frankie's sister, Lizette, oh, yeah. birthday's coming up. So, you might, have, you might have to want, 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 want. What part do I want? <laughs> the whole part? Maybe if we have to. Didn't you put it on Facebook, didn't you? I don't know. Yeah. Man, there was something else. What day is this airing on? Uh, the 18th. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. It, on the 14th is Betty's birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Betty. Yeah, happy birthday, Betty. Was she four? I think so. 28? Yeah. Still likes like she's freaking two. But whatever. I love her. She's a great dog. All right. So, moving on. Let's get some theme music going. Podcast News is our opportunity to thank the fans around the country and around the world for listening to our podcast, even though we don't know why. <laughs> thank you so, so much for listening. Um, listens have been way up. Um, I think, yeah, again, Google Play is really helping us out. But, uh, yeah, we're all over the country this year, or this week. Podcast City, Oklahoma, Tampa, Tampa, Florida, Greensburg, Pennsylvania, Victorville, California, Stockton, California, Barberton, Ohio, Cicero, Illinois, New York, New York. We've seen them before. Dearborn, Michigan, Arlington, Virginia. Around the world, Montreal, Canada, San Vicente, Del Raspic, Spain, North Hampton, UK, Rod Point, Australia, Zagreb, Croatia, uh, Moscow, and Rostovondon, Federation of Russia. Nice. 
and uh, Tula. Of course, our regular listening audiences in Aurora, Chicago, Hanover Park, Joliet, Bolingbrook, Oaklawn, Skokie, Elk Grove Village, Fort Wayne, and Indianapolis in the Chicagoland area, across the country, Wichita, Kansas, Missouri, D.C., Ashburn, Virginia, out east, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, out west, San Jose, Mountain View, Long Mountain View, California, leading in listening listens this week, uh, Long Beach, and of course, L.A., internationally, Amsterdam, Sao Paulo, Brazil, Dublin, Ireland, and uh, Chelsea, France. Again, this week, special shout-out to our most downloaded listener, user number 11024 Thank you so much for listening. If you guys like the show, we appreciate the feedback. Like us on SoundCloud. Share us on SoundCloud. Rate us on iTunes. I don't think we have very many iTunes ratings. Probably because we always hate on Apple. <laughs> but uh, somebody rate us on I- uh, iTunes, so we look like a more legitimized podcast. Yeah, I'll, I'll, t- I'll take Google Play. Can we get rated Google on Google Play? I don't even know if ratings work on Google Play. It's got to be. Well, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah rate us on it. Google Play. A lot of people listening on Google Play now. Um, and, of course, give us some feedback. Let us know how we're doing. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't. Tell us what you want to hear more of because this is the People's Podcast. And it's all for you guys. Shout out to Digital Trends on Twitter at Digital Trends, blue check mark, following us. And uh, David Gill, guy I haven't hey. talked to in quite a long time. So shout out to you, man. It's good to uh, see you back in the uh, digital world for a little bit. So shout out to uh, both of those people for following us, the at UTJH Podcast Twitter page. So make sure you guys hit us up every once in a while on there. You can always inbox me if you want to bullshit for a little bit or you can just tweet us. And I'll, I'll talk back. Dave Gill from the Zombie Alpha Team. Oh, man. Big leagues back then. Talk about big leagues. Pool. I still got to show you the Nightmares game. Yeah, I still got to find my Black Ops 2. I don't know where that went. Um, but, of course, give us a call sometime. Fuck by UTJH. Fuck spelled like Spanish rape because there is no C. Or 385-743-8854. Give us a call. Leave us a text message. You can email us at uh, hashtag UTJH at gmail.com. Any way you want to get a hold of us. All right, moving on to the um, I just saw portion. Uh, I'm on season two, episode one of Game of Thrones. We're in um, I just saw, right? Yeah. Holy crap. <laughs> well, compared to the last few episodes, you know. <laughs> They were kind of long-winded, but yeah, so I've been watching Game of Thrones. A lot of the same complaints I had the first time watching them through haven't changed. You know, it's a very slow-driven show, especially the first few seasons. And I understand, you know, you need that for character development. I completely understand that. But in the same regard, it's sort of like, come on, like, you know, let's give us some real action. Not people murmuring and, you know, backstabbing one another in secret. Like, if I wanted to watch a soap opera, I'd watch a fucking soap opera. I wouldn't watch, you know, Game of Thrones people in full night regalia not fighting what the hell's the point it's really about it i've been very busy my schedule's been bouncing around all over the place so for me i haven't seen anything else besides that and of course the x-men apocalypse which we were going to talk about in a little bit so rodney have you seen anything i haven't been watching much i've been busy with work as usual i had a really long weekend uh last weekend just a whole bunch of errands to run stuff to do you know as per usual but I've uh, been getting really into the NBA Finals. I guarantee you that David just got pissed that you said, as per usual. As per usual. Because he's probably like, just Yule! As per usual! Just fucking finish it! Yule's for Christmas time! <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, I probably got that from Sandra. Anyways, been getting to the NBA Finals. It's that time of year. We're actually um, watching it right now, so if we seem... Well, I mean... A little distracted. Yeah. I'll probably edit the distractions out. But I... I don't know, man. I, I can't get into... Um, it's been a while since I could get really sit down and get into baseball. That's... I feel like every time I watch a Sox game, that's the game that they lose. So, like, part of me sort of feel like I'm the jinx. <laughs> and it's almost gotten to a point where it's like, oh, I'll just check on the score every once in a while just to make sure that my team's doing okay. But, uh... Bulls didn't make uh, the playoffs at all. Hawks lost in the first round. Although it was a great season. Yeah. You know, I'm uh, excited about uh, Aaron and 
you know, a little mad about a couple of the trades and looking forward to next season already. Yeah. I'm I'm anxious to get into football actually, waiting for a fantasy you, draft. Apparently NHL seventeen they're gonna let you build your own stadium. What's the fun in that? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm but Danny Chidas is apparently very excited. Yeah, I want uh three tiers and a jumbo tra- who cares? <laughs> who cares? <laughs> It's like Call of Duty, right? Like, okay, I can appreciate the customization of Call of Duty, but who cares about the camo on your gun? Who, who really picks up a gun and like, wow, this is a great-looking gun. I'm glad you added that sticker there. When I had the diamond one, that was the only time I cared. Like, I, I, I fought for the diamond light machine gun. Which one was that in? That was in Black Ops 2. Really? I think so, yeah. Yeah. But that was just, nothing changed, you know, but I see what you're saying. But, um, you know, NBA Finals, kind of my only uh, sports vice, I guess, for right now. Just, I don't know, not in a very sporting mood. Now, I've, I've mixed emotions as to who I'm rooting for in this series, because it's, on one hand, Golden State, they already won last year, you know, and they, they had to beat the Bulls record, which, you know, being from Chicago is kind of tough to, to swallow. Uh, you know, I thought OKC was going to beat them out, and then they came back. Do they need a championship on top of having the best record of the year season? I mean, I don't know. On the other hand, I'm not a big fan of LeBron James. We'll get to that in the fuck you section because <laughs> he is just ruining the game of basketball. Yeah, I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. I appreciate his athleticism and yeah, the, the guy's phenomenal talent, but uh, he just, he and Paul Pierce, you know, the culture of flopping and drawing the foul and just being a crybaby, being a, a giant, strong, but you know, I'm not going to get the foul, so I'm going to have a bitch ass look on my face at the ref instead of going back and playing defense when I don't get my way. It's shit like that that drives me crazy. It's like, dude, mm. it's basketball fundamentals. The play isn't over because somebody blocked your shot. Yeah. Get the fuck back on defense. Cry about it on your way over there. But besides that, you don't need to just stand there talking to the ref while it turns into five on four on the other end of the court. God damn, Steph Curry. So. I mean, you might make the same argument about Michael Jordan, but at least Michael Jordan made the shot with the intention of making the shot. Not the made the shot with the intention of drawing the drawing foul. Drawing the foul, yeah. I mean, there are times where Michael Jordan should have been fouled, and he's doing, you know, an under-the-net, switching hands, behind-the-back move that he has full confidence is going to make it anyway. So whether, even if he doesn't get the foul, he's cool. So I agree on that. Yeah, and, and what kills me is he, ha- he has the talent to not be that kind of player. Paul Pierce, not so much. But LeBron James, you do not need to be that guy. Christ, Steph Curry's a beast. <laughs> We both just kind of just saw the same play, and it's it is like I, I'm not even a basketball guy, but I am amazed by Steph Curry, and it it goes back to what Rodney and I were talking about before we started recording. Is that um I like the Warriors for the sake that people are shooting again. I've never been the I'm six foot eight and I can dunk. Good, fucking dunk. If I'm six feet tall and I can grab rim, you should dunk. So dunk the fuck out of the ball. Actually, I was telling Ronnie, I feel like they should take that out of the game. I don't think basketball was designed to have people able to dunk. It was. It's about, hey, I can get this ball into a rim and a net, and that's hard enough to do. You don't need to have people jumping around dunking a ball. Like, that, that wasn't the intention. It was about shooting the ball. That's what the whole game was about. So to me, it's, it's boring to see a, a game where people are just going back and forth, up and down the court, up and down the court. And... It's not to say that I don't admire the athleticism of having to get in there in a sea of bodies and, you know, box people out for a rebound. I get all that. You know, sometimes you have to take a charge. Sometimes you have to you have to watch where you're standing in the paint because you don't want to get run over. I, I get it all, but it's just, it's, there's no finesse in that as far as I'm concerned. There really isn't. Uh, this is going to be one of the few things that Adam and I are going to disagree on. <laughs> so every once in a while, I'd love to see a dunk in his face. Yeah. In the face, right? In the face. In face. I agree. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are times where people have dunked where I'm like, oh, shit. But it shouldn't be that, like, as often as it is. And that's the one thing I do like about this series is, you know, there's, there's so many people taking shots. 
on both sides of the court. So it's, it's just fun to see it like an old-fashioned shootout, especially with somebody like Steve Kerr coaching the other team. You know that he's got a, a big concentration on fundamentals because he wasn't the guy to drive in the paint. He wasn't the guy, obviously, to dunk. Yeah, um, yeah it's everybody on Golden State can shoot. So and, it's like, who do you cover? But that that's what it comes down to is, is these guys, they become professional players. And this is, this is in every sport as far as I'm concerned. They get to the professional level. It's all about showboating and not the fundamentals sometimes. Like, even with football, you know, like there, there were so many times where you, you see players that won't go hard because either they're scared of injury, which is it is important, but you're taught, you know, when you're when you're young and you play these games, you go 110%. You give your coach 110%. You don't just do whatever it takes just to get that sponsorship and now you're good. Like you have to play with heart. So Does Bill Vadova actually remind you of the guy from Snatch, Tommy? Yeah, I can see that. And yeah, I can really see that. Does Clay, Clay Thompson, does he remind you of a black Michael Rappaport? <laughs> That I can really see. And, and what the fuck is with Shumpert? Is he doing like the fucking Hollywood from Mannequin, the movie? He's got the weird kind of... Wow, Mannequin, huh? Mop hair. That's one of my favorite movies. That was actually on uh, TV the other day. Kim Control. Yeah, Kim Control in the 80s. Kim Control in the early 90s, even. I'd take her in the 80s. Oh, of course. Like... Police Academy. Oh, yeah. Fucking Big Troll in Little China. Yeah. Smoking in there. Pretty nice. Dressed as an Asian woman. That was gold. Racist. Speaking of Asia, this has nothing to do with um, I just saw, in case some of you people haven't seen. I'm trying to open a GoFund account. To go to Asia? To get Maria and I to Japan. Just for like 10 days. With other kids? Yeah. 10 days. I know it sounds fucking selfish. But it's your dream destination. I want to go first class. I know this sounds really bougie, but you have to understand, I'm not good in long bouts of travel. Like, three hours in a car is the max I can do before we have to pull over and I get out and stretch my legs because I do suffer from claustrophobia. So I'm like, man, you know, it's a 13-hour flight. That's no bueno. And a round trip, first class for one ticket is 20 grand. <laughs> uh, so you're just going to Japan by yourself? I'm like, fuck. I, I mean, it'll never happen as far as I'm concerned, but it's it's... Just a dream of mine. And part of me wants to see just to be like, I wonder if anybody's even going to donate like a dollar just to see what happens. Sorry, Cecilia. Not going to college. <laughs> Got to send Papa no to shit. Japan. Are you going to learn to speak Japanese though? I would. If if I were to set that GoFundMe account, I would put on there that I would learn. I would do my best to learn as much Japanese as possible for, before the trip. At least conversational, like, you know, hello, how are you? How are things? Blah, blah, blah. You know, where's this? Where's the bathroom? You know, the important stuff. You, you should be like a... Uh... <laughs> If you do- donate to Adam's GoFundMe, Adam will read your Japanese phrase on our podcast. Mm-hmm. Anything you want. Like, me love you long time. Yeah. All right. So, let's get on with the big portion of the, of the show for today. X-Men Apocalypse. Overall impression? How many stars out of five? Uh, three. I'm going to say this. And a lot of people are really going to be surprised. Probably. I think out of... The quote-unquote prequel trilogy, this new batch that came out. The ones that have come out so far, X-Men First Class, X-Men Days of Future Past, and X-Men Apocalypse. X-Men Apocalypse is my favorite one out of all three. Yeah. I feel like in a lot of ways, this one to me felt... It felt almost like this is where it should should have started. Like, you know, you, you have Beast as, like, basically, like, the original X-Man there. You know, with Mystique, which I've, I'm so fucking tired of Mystique being, having such a big role in these fucking movies. It drives me absolutely fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. You, you don't need it. You really don't. She, well, she, she's she's never Lawrence, been she's like, never been that important in the comic. Yeah. Never. I mean, the biggest shit that came out of Mystique was Rogue and Nightcrawler. That's it. Yeah. And they don't give reference to that at all, mm-hmm. which also sucks. But all in all, I think it was a really, really good movie. I give it three and a half to four stars out of five. 3.75. 
Yeah, after the movies that had already come out this year, it's kind of hard to to be wowed. You know, I, I think we talked about it before, where you know the the bar has been set too high. Yeah, you know, so it's yeah. I think you know if I'd seen this movie ten years ago, I'd be amazed. Yeah, but um, it's a and it's a good movie. I mean, and I I don't really have any major gripes about it. Yeah, Mystique's in it a lot. She's featured in the movie. I really feel like they just got lazy, you know, because they had so much going on with the the dirt flying around. Okay, so that's what I can nitpick. The CGI was all dirt, and uh, they got they got so lazy with all the dirt and you know the the lightning and the uh, you know the one lightning blast hits another lightning blast. The lightning and the optic blast are like battling back and forth. The two, you know, kind of like when Iron Man was uh, firing at Army uh, Shield. Yeah, where it's just. I can't think of one where it's like... Um, oh, when War Machine and... Yeah, that, that whole, okay, I'm shooting a beam, you're shooting a beam, totally different particles, whatever. They spent all the CGI on that and everything else was dirt. And they just go, well, I guess we don't have enough money to animate uh, <laughs> uh, Mystique changing. So we're just going to do cut, sound effect, cut, sound effect. We're not even going to put Jennifer Lawrence in the full uh, bodysuit because we can't afford to do the makeup or some shit, you know? <laughs> I do like how they explain that, though. It's like, she's... I, I think she looks like shit as Mystique. I think Rebecca Romaine Stamos looked like shit as Mystique. I, ever since the very first X-Men, I was still just like, that is fucking horrible. Like, let's have her running around naked, essentially. It's like, wh- why would she be naked? What is the fucking point? She has the ability to look like anything. And generate clothes. And generate clothes. And the whole thing when she's like, you know, in X-Men 2 or X2 when she's like, you know, when Nightcrawler's like, you know, why, why do you choose to look like this when you, could, when you could look like everyone else? And she's like, because we shouldn't have to. I get that. You can be in the blue with the hair and all that shit and not look like a fucking idiot. You know, you don't have to have your hair all slicked back. Like, she could still have flowy hair. Like, it, it, she just looks like her hair is like greasy. Yeah. I don't know. So just not appealing. It really isn't. Like I, I don't see any appeal in that role at all. And Jennifer Lawrence is better looking without it. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to capitalize on having Jennifer Lawrence there, have Jennifer Lawrence there, which I think they did in this one. Yeah, I really appreciated '80s look, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, that's kind of hot. Let me say this though: my biggest qualm with Apocalypse, like you said, was the whole sand thing because you could tell that the executives. Executive producers and Fox take things a little too literally. Like, oh, he's a god from Egypt. Let's have him control sand then. Like, it's possible that he can do everything else, including that. It doesn't have to be sand powers. Like, it, just because he's from Egypt doesn't mean he necessarily has sand powers. Like, it's. I don't think I've ever seen him control sand once in the comics. Yeah. I don't think they referenced Egypt at all in the comics. They did. Did the, the, they show, like, the, the elaborate, like, scenes? and? Yeah, they. I mean, they showed him as a conqueror in ancient Egypt. But truth be told, Apocalypse is never really one of my favorite villains anyway. It's just see, he was, like... he's actually my favorite X-Men villain. Really? So to me, it was a big deal to see him represented on screen. All right, in terms of the casting again, going uh, moving away from Jennifer Lawrence to Oscar Isaac. I think the writing kind of was a waste of his time. Like, he did what he could with what he had, but it's just like, I don't know, he had like one or two good lines. I know? think the best lines were in the trailer. Yeah. But for a guy, Oscar Isaacs, I think, is only like... Five six five eight. Mm-hmm. He's he's a relatively short guy, but he still commands a presence on screen, and I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the whole he and Storm both your eyes turn white when you're using your powers. Yeah, like his eyes should always just be white. Mm-hmm. Like you know where he's looking, his head turns. Like you, do you have to see his eyes are? And for I the think the love, makeup was overdone. For the love of God, what is wrong with the X Men franchise that every time they blank out somebody's eyes, they never fully do it? It's like a glaze goes over their eyes, but you can still see that. Like if you're gonna digitally do some shit, it, it, 
it can't take that long to just paint all the like you put in a paint program and just color in all white it, you don't have to see the iris underneath it's fucking pointless but you know what I thought was cool, though? When they blacked out Xavier's eyes. That was cool. But yeah. if you could do that, then you could do it all white. Because a couple times I saw it in the trailer, and I didn't notice it. And then when I saw it on the big screen, I'm like, wow, that's fucking cool. And, and just the delivery of that line. Mm-hmm. Oh, he played his role amazingly well. Yeah. I never thought that anybody would be able to play off Professor Xavier half as well as Patrick Stewart. Mm-hmm. Because I remember even when uh, they announced that Patrick Stewart was going to play him, I'm like, oh, perfect. There you go. Yeah. The end. Best casting for, you know, well... Even then, for a role so far, and uh, and James McAvoy really does do very very well, as well as Michael Fassbender. Okay, quick left or right. Ooh. Better performance out of their role, Michael Fassbender. James McAvoy. Man, I, I'm going to go ahead and say Michael Fassbender. Yeah, I'm going to have to go that route, too. Just because of the anger. Just because that, uh, that I'll, I'll never forget the, uh, was it first class where there's a scene where he's tracking down the, the German guys in the bar, and he's speaking, yeah. When he throws the knife. And, and brings it back. Kills the guy and brings it back. I was like, holy shit. That was a, like, that was a big thing in that movie. Why is there not a Magneto movie? They're, they're talking about doing a uh, Mystique movie? I'd re- yeah, I'd rather see a Magneto movie. Yeah. No. For sure. Absolutely. I, I'd watch Michael Fassbender reading names out of the phone book. That guy, that guy delivers. I I wasn't a fan of... Uh, Prometheus? Yeah, but I mean... But to me, he wasn't the bad part of that movie. No, no. Like, I know that other people had big problems, but... He, he, he did play the shit out of that role. And if you watch, if you go back and watch Aliens, which we recently did, Alien, which we recently did, it's almost like, because I hadn't seen Alien in a while, and I'm watching Alien, and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, this guy's playing Michael Fassbender. It was actually the other way around. So, can't say he didn't play the shit out of a role. I have yet to see a movie that Michael Fassbender phones it in. He's awesome in Haywire. He's awesome in uh, 300. Just the casting in this movie was excellent. Now, Jared Sampson, shout out to Jared, uh, believes that Olivia Munn was epic casting as, uh, as Psylocke. Which, I can't really argue with because she did look just like Psylocke. But in on the opposite side of the spectrum, I mean, she's Asian. They all look alike, so it's like... I wish she had a British accent. That would have been cool. Because she's supposed to be British. Mm-hmm. So that was my only qualm. And the fact that they kind of played her out to end up still almost being a bad guy at the end. Like I wish Rose Byrne had like a yeah. Irish accent. Yeah, yeah. More of an accent. Yeah, Moira. That's the other thing. It's like when they made First Class, it's like, we'll have it in the 60s. Well, what was big in the 60s? The Red Scare. Well, we could, you know, make the Red Scare, but kind of about mutants. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then Moira McTaggart, she's in the comic book, right? Yeah, she's a scientist. Yeah. No, let's make her a CIA agent. Like, no, dude. This has nothing to do with who she is. You're not going to make her a G-man for no fucking reason just because that's what you think happened in the 60s. It's like, you can have her as the scientist. It could have played out almost identically. Yeah, and then you don't have to wipe her memories, but then, I don't know, then they might have to play out the whole... Which, didn't they do that in the comic, the romance between her and uh, Charles Xavier? Yeah, but then she ends up having a... She has a kid with Banshee, doesn't she? Or she ends up marrying Banshee, that's for sure. I don't know, like... It's it's almost as though they disregard a lot of the main love interests that happen in the comic books. Like Azazel and Mystique. You know, you guys had an opening with that. Gone. Yeah. I mean, we talked about
talked about that in Days of Future Past. Kind of sucked that they killed his Azel off. It was really cool. Character. And I really liked that that actor as well. Speaking of Snatch, he was in Snatch. Who was in Snatch? He was one of the Pikeys. He was the other Pikey, like the other main one. Shout out to my daughter Talia. She doesn't know how to say dogs, so it's always like thanks, thanks. Uh, let's see what else. I still get really pissed off with the fact that Beast can change, or that Beast changes back and forth. Well, that could also be another. Uh, yeah, we don't want to do the costuming. Yeah. Lazy me out. It just, there's no point. I really like Cyclops in this movie. That's what I want to talk about next. Does he seem like a poor man's Andy Sandberg to you? I can see where you're, where you're saying that, but in his, in the actor's defense, this was the Cyclops that I was waiting for. And it's no offense to James Martin, it's, it's how, it's being overshadowed by Wolverine that did it, which I'm going to talk about Wolverine in a minute, but you have... James Martin, and then Wolverine shows up in the beginning. He's basically the hero of the movie, and you see that. So why the fuck should you ever care about Cyclops after that? In this movie, almost right off the bat, he's trying to command some of the other students who would eventually end up becoming the X-Men. He's already commanding them to do certain things. Like, you know, Kurt, get me in there. You know, stuff like that. And he's you see the fearless side of him for the most part. And it's, you know, the Cyclops that I've been waiting to see. This. Oh, wow. The Cyclops that's taking control of stuff. The, the Cyclops that will step up when he needs to. The but, lot, the, but does he need to really be the, the bad boy rebel? Like, Cyclops is supposed to be the Boy Scout leader. Like, let's go to the mall. It's American, you know? I think he's... I think at the time he's trying to figure out what his role is. Like, he's the new guy. So he's like, oh, you know, I'm... I'm the niche new guy. Granted, in uh, in the X-Men comic book of First Class... Well, not it's not called First Class. Children of the Atom. He's a real social outcast. But they, uh, I still think they played his role out well. I really like the line when he says, Some of us can't control our powers, and Mystique says then don't. I, I really like that line because it, it, every time it reminds me of the fact that Cyclops is like, if I really were to lose control, would it just come out of my eyes? And I like one day I really hope that there's a panel where it's just he's shooting it out of like, you know, his hands too. Then it wouldn't be optic blast, but whatever. And I really like the fact that he looked cool with his Ruby Quartz visor. It did look cool. I, I wanted... The Cyclops that I'm waiting for is the Cyclops that most people don't know just because James Marsden did kind of ruin it for Cyclops. I mean, Cyclops should be the general. Cyclops should be Captain America that can shoot laser beams out of his eyes. Like, badass, take out a ship full of pirates by himself and lead the X-Men. And yeah. I don't, think, I don't think he'll ever get that opportunity. Just he's, he's leading a team of people at the age of 17. Like, that's big shit. And I, now jumping to Wolverine. A, pisses me off that they cannot make an X-Men movie without having Wolverine in it at some point. Yeah. Every fucking movie has to have Wolverine. Why? Think that was in his contract? I don't know, but it's just, it's completely unnecessary. Did, did I like the scene that Wolverine was in, you know, actually wearing the, the Weapon X helmet that uh, Barry Windsor Smith drew and all that stuff? Yes, it was absolutely amazing to see that on screen. Have that in the fucking Wolverine movies. Don't have that... In this. I think that was Fox making a statement saying, we can do the Weapon X scene right. Let's, let's do another take. I don't want to see the Weapon X scene anymore. I want to see Wolverine in a fucking costume. That's what I want to see. I've been waiting, what, the first X-Men movie came out in 99 or some shit like that? Yeah. So I've been waiting almost 20 years to see him in a full fucking costume, including the mask. Left or right? Uh, blue and yellow brown. or brown? And brown yellow. costume. Brown costume for the same reason that I like the black costume on Spider-Man. It makes more sense for the character. Like, I'm a Spider-Man. There's no reason why I'd be fucking red and blue. Yeah, it's almost like the struggle now. Cavaliers versus Golden State Warriors. Blue and yellow versus brown and yellow. 
And Wolverine. What Wolverine have you ever seen that's fucking blue and yellow? Like, brown actually looks cool. I actually liked it when he had the, the little fang collar. Like Black Panther? Yeah. Like, the original Sabretooth costume, you know, the fur lining, he had just, like, a dangle of, of teeth. Did I like the scene? Yeah. Was it a little pervy that Wolverine was staring at Jean Grey already almost longingly? I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Okay, let's talk about Jean Grey. How did you feel? Because... Everybody, I, I came to this movie late. I, <clears throat> I admittedly saw it late, and I apologize that, you know, this podcast was a long time coming because I hadn't seen the movie, specifically because I hadn't seen the movie. I mean, everybody was gushing over this new Jean Grey. Two things. One, it's hard for me to see her as anything aside from the chick from Game of Thrones. Haven't seen Game of Thrones, so but that's that problem. It just it sucks for her, but that's you know, she's been typecast as that role for me. I try to see beyond it and I could, but um, that's about it. And secondly, I don't find her even in the remotest way attractive. Thank you. Including the fact that she has like, and this is going to sound like I'm completely sexist or a piece of shit. And I apologize. She has what appears to be like fat wrists and appendages. Like if she wasn't in Hollywood, she'd be like 400 pounds by now. I hadn't noticed that. <laughs> But surprisingly, here's here's a woman that Adam and I agree on, like, her appearance. She has very a masculine-shaped face, which kind of bothers me. She has... She doesn't move the needle. Nope. Sad to say. Not even and, small. And Jean Grey should be, like, the most sought-after... One of the most sought-after women, like, in the Marvel Universe. Like, you know, she's supposed to be offended by all the dirty thoughts that everybody has about her. Like, you know, I think Nelson told me one time, you know, Jean Grey and Spider-Man cross paths in, in the, uh, one of the Spider-Man books. And she's like, oh, thank you. It's usually not the first thought that people think, oh, there it is. Yeah, you know, and then it just kept going. He's like, "I'm sorry." Yeah, she she should be much much hotter than that. It was um, like when Kirsten Dunst was cast as Mary Jane. Yeah, well, at least Kirsten Dunst they showed her in a wet T-shirt and it was cold. But this Jean Grey just she had her moments where she oh she looks cute there. Yeah, that's nice. Looks cute as in like if she was somebody's kid. Yeah, your cute kid's cute. But like in the same token, she's supposed to play a seventeen year old or sixteen or seventeen year old. So I don't feel completely bad over the fact that I don't find her attractive because I don't even know how old she is in real life. Oh, fair enough. But but um yeah, I, I need a hotter Jean Grey, and I I've been thinking about this. And here's my theory on on that matter, because I think it's a valid theory. Million dollar idea if somebody can capitalize on, on this theory. I think if you don't have a cute face, you can still be considered attractive if your face to hair ratio is in the right proportion. She's 20. Well enough. So so the thing about her, she doesn't have a cute face most times, but her face to hair ratio is just way off. She just doesn't have enough hair for that face. Now, before you go... That's a stupid fucking theory. Hear me out on this one. She has a lot of hair. She just doesn't have it in her face. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Okay, so guys like the ponytail, the hair up, you know, the updo kind of look. Because they know at some point that hair is going to come down. And it's going to be very, like, you know, blowing in the wind, kind of like in a music video type look. Which uh, which guys dig because of the hair to face ratio. Think about it. When a girl flips her hair, what's she doing? She's adjusting that ratio to have more hair than face. Snooky subconsciously might have realized that when she did the little poof thing. Yeah. There she looks decent. Because yeah, there's more hair by her face. Mm-hmm. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Everybody remembers that one scene when Slow's in the parade and she does this thing where she just flips her hair up. Every guy who was, you know, young enough to remember that loves that scene, that look that she gives when her, she flips her hair up. Or, you know, Charlie's Angels when they tell Cameron Diaz, flip your goddamn hair. You're you're making an adjustment from your hair to face ratio. So I, I think that's a good way. And guys like seeing girls play with their hair anyway. Yeah, but she doesn't, she doesn't have it. She doesn't have enough hair distributed appropriately 
in the movie. She needed more like eighties look. Where, where 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 was where was Aquanet? Where's the and, okay? Here's my other thing. Jennifer Lawrence, big hair to face yeah, ratio. Yeah, when she had like the hair, like the the bangs covering kind of her face, and she had like the little curly shit going on. I like that a lot. When she's as Mystique, hair slicked back, very mm-hmm. little hair to face ratio. Mm-hmm. So Jubilee, I appreciate that they threw Jubilee in there with the the, the X earrings and you know the the yellow jacket that was fucking awesome. Can we show her use her powers? Like even even in the celebration sequence of the S, throw some fucking fireworks in the air. You're fucking Jubilee. You have built-in fireworks. You're like Indiana right now. Like you should be, just be firing them off. I'm. Like, that's not even hard CGI to do. Have her put her hands up in the air and, and somebody in the background just yeah shoot fireworks like. Boom. Oh, God. The rest of the cast was really good. The, the girl that played Storm, I really appreciate the accent this time. Yeah. And she doesn't have an accent in real life. So that's a yeah, big fuck you to Halle Berry. Yeah. Because it's like, hey, see, you could have done it. Not a fan of uh, Archangel. No. Not a, not a fan of the casting, not a fan of not, the, not a, the not writing. Not a fan of the CGI, not a fan of the... I mean, I guess animating or, you know, making a an angel with wings or a mutant with wings come to life and move and fight naturally might seem a little awkward, but I don't know. I mean, it looks terrible. Like, even with the metal wings, I was excited when the metal wings came out. and it's, It looked cool for... A minute, but it just yeah. again didn't look proportionally good. I like that the old school Archangel where it's like the pink and blue with like the wings where they're up and they're folded, but they're not. Here's the problem with them doing Angel and Angel out of all of those guys was like really the only the only horseman. Yeah, I think Magneto was for a little bit, but it it didn't really take. With Angel being in there or Archangel in this case, you have another fucking blue character. So you yeah. have Beast Blue, Mystique Blue, Apocalypse Bluish, Nightcrawler Blue. And then you'd have Angel Blue. So I this was the one time when I'm like, I get why you guys aren't doing the color change in this one because they somebody would somebody would be like Apocalypse yeah, Blue. Yeah, like is everything have to be fucking blue? But you could have made him silver, you know, make him all metallic, and I think that would have been really cool to see. But you know, I don't I don't want to nitpick either. Before we get into the story, what was the your favorite scene in the movie? Uh, my favorite scene in the movie. Kind of. I, I like when uh, uh, Cyclops blew apart that tree. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I thought that was funny. I might Did... go with Quicksilver on this one. Yeah, yeah, that is a better scene. When he's just saving everybody from the house. That was, I Not mean, it, mentioned it, yeah. it was a really good comic relief moment. But a big part of it was like, really? You fucking killed off Havoc? Like, you finally have a movie that brings Havoc and Scott Summers together as, hey, we're brothers. Like, I was like, yes! That's awesome! They finally brought them together as brothers. Cool! Because even when they made X-Men First Class, I'm like, so you guys aren't even gonna bring up the fact that Cyclops should be in this if if, if Alex Summers is in it? And then in this movie, they brought that, that together. And like I said, this is the movie that I think should have been made first, almost. I appreciate the X-Men First Class was the closest thing they've gotten to an actual X-Men costume besides the end of this movie but uh, it was again just like what are you guys fucking doing you guys are building all this up just to tear it apart at some point you, you know it's almost like they don't like lucas till because i mean they, he had was like two seconds in days of future past you know yeah yeah he was just like in the army barracks right like he didn't have another role after that mm. so apocalypse i thought was cool i think the storyline wasn't that bad like he's you know he's back from ancient egypt he wants to take over the world it's about as easy as it as it should be i like the whole did um, you like the mutants fighting for fighting in the cage thing it was like really gonna make people you can beat up all these other mutants. did you notice the blob yeah that was cool but it's like you can beat up all these people and it's like you're gonna make them put you in a cage so that way you have to fight now it seems kind of that i didn't care for but i knew that they were gonna get a lot of characters down 100 percent like Caliban. Caliban 
Batman in the comic books, when uh, he actually becomes a horseman for a little bit, and he becomes a bad mofo, and I was kind of hoping that something would happen there, and it really didn't, because Caliban is like a real tortured character towards the end of his life in the comics. I didn't like his accent. I couldn't understand some of the names he was saying. As a matter of fact, I didn't really get the name that um, they were calling Apocalypse, and then they were like... Oh, uh, and Sabanor. Yeah, and Psylocke. Or how did he say Psylocke? It's just weird how he said Psylocke. Like, I didn't even realize that was Olivia Munn until, like, she had taken off the coat. She was just like... She's super hot. I don't know the scene that Mag, uh, Steve was talking about was like, I, you know, just paused it there and I watched. Is it the scene where she's flipping? Like, I was just like, I don't understand. How would you... Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, she's fucking gorgeous to me. And I do think she played the role well and that, you know... I like the look of the psionic knife and all that stuff. I think that looked great. I like the fact that Apocalypse kind of upgraded everyone's power around him. Of course, in the comic book, is a little more invasive than just, I'm going to increase your power because I fucking said so. And again, the same thing. Uh, I wish they gave him a wider array of powers. Yeah. Like, I, I actually saw it with my dad, which was a lot of fun because... I mean, he's the one that introduced me to comics. So, the, the movie was done. My dad's like, I've really, really enjoyed this movie. And he had taken a scene to see X-Men 1. I wish they had uh, changed his stature. That, Although, that's what I was just about to say. He was almost shorter than the Four Horsemen, and it just kind of... And know. that's the thing. Like, when, when they showed him in the dream... Which, which I thought was a great sequence. So, okay, the dream sequence. That's exactly what I would have liked to have seen in Star Wars in that internal force battle when they're trying to battle, like, you know. Okay. The, that, that is like, it's like they were listening to our podcast. You're welcome, <laughs> You're welcome. Internet. You're welcome, Fox. We're doing something for you. <laughs> I love that dream sequence where Xavier's like, welcome to my house. And, it was and then house. he just catches him by the hand and fucking slams him down. Yeah. I think that was my favorite scene. That actually. should have been a real power. Like, yeah. he should have really done that. Cause... I was waiting for it. Like, a million times watching that movie, I was like, oh, he's going to grow. You know, at some point he's going to get huge. And just, it never happened. Besides that, I, I didn't mind the storyline. I, th- I think it wasn't poorly written. Did you like how it ended, though? Like, uh, we really got to go back to the Phoenix? That I didn't like. I feel like it's it's always, you know... It's it's like the X-Men cartoon. It always turned into a Dark Phoenix saga. Mm-hmm. Every fucking time, you know, I turned it on that, that cartoon. It was the Dark Phoenix saga. That's how it's starting to feel with the movie, but... The Shi'ar. Yeah. I really, really like the end sequence. They're all staying there in costume. How about that nod to Mystique's uh, original costume? Did you catch that? Yeah. With the white, yeah, that was a, that was really cool to see. I didn't get to watch what happened after the credits until I got home because I really had to use the bathroom. My dad, I had to get back because my mom was going somewhere that night. But I had a bunch of people sending me messages like, "What's the Essex Corporation, or whatever?" Which will be on Comic Cliff Notes. Yeah. So I didn't even, actually somebody somebody spoiled it for me fucking beforehand. The same guy that's always spoiling shit for me sent me a message saying, "What's the Essex Corporation?" And I'm like, "Why?" He's like, "Oh, cause that's the after credit sequence in fucking X Men." I'm like, "You d bag! I haven't fucking seen it yet." He's like, "Oh, well, you're a fucking idiot. You should have seen it by now." So that fucking pissed me off, but. We will get to that in Comic Cliff Notes. It's actually a really, really cool character, and it makes me excited, you know, for the next movie, which... Have they greenlit that yet? I mean, I don't think they'd make an after-credit sequence like that if they weren't going to. Um, See right there? That's a necessary dunk. But besides anything else, nah. So, this is the X-Men movie that got me excited for the next X-Men movie. More so than Days of Future Past did. I was excited for the next X-Men movie after... Which, by the way, the... First uh, class, but... The after credit sequence wasn't used. Did you notice that? Which one? From Days of Future Past. What was that? I can't even remember. Where uh, there was like a little... Who's that hot chick in the audience with that really short guy? Uh, where the little kids building a pyramid? Yeah. that. I mean, that sequence... That, that scene itself wasn't used, but in the background they were saying En Salvador. Well, yeah, but I mean... I don't know. I just kind of expected that scene to be in the movie. You think that by... Alright. Going back to the fucking finals. 
Jordan perfected the turnaround jumper, right? I mean... You would think that people would have some kind of defense for it by now. I mean, he didn't... It's not like he invented it. I know, but it's just... But I'm saying he perfected it. But, I mean, obviously, these guys aren't doing it as well as he can. But you don't see that he's going to turn on... Like, Nelson does that move plenty of times enough for me to know when it's coming. And I'm not a professional basketball player that has faced hundreds of people that have tried to pull that move on me. Mm. Anyway, anything else for X-Men? Oh, wait, did you did you like how it ended? Did I ask you that? I did. Yeah. My dad really liked the sequence in Egypt in the beginning where the guys like knocked the pillars over and the things were sliding. Yeah. My dad was like, that was a fucking cool scene. Mm-hmm. So all in all, like I said, 3.75 stars. The reason I knocked the little things down were, you know, it wasn't major stuff. It wasn't it wasn't as bad as Days of Future Past to me, which is still an entertaining movie. I didn't think that was that bad. No. Uh, I still think it's my favorite one out of the three. I feel like X-Men First Class is really cheesy in a lot of ways, but still, again, an entertaining entertaining movie more so than the first x-men or x3 of course so yeah all right is it a little bittersweet that that this is like the last movie of the summer a little bit I mean, but got, dr strange is coming so i'm excited for that yeah that's like halloween we got suicide squad i'm hoping i'm surprised by suicide squad i'm actually i actually really wanted to see uh teeny mutant ninja turtles before the summer's done oh yeah yeah i don't really have any qualms about that movie excited about bebop and rocksteady did you see the teenage mutant ninja turtles uh, video game trailer with the cell shaded yeah art yeah it looks pretty cool i think it's out already actually so between teenage mutant ninja turtles and uh the conjuring 2 just came out today. Yeah. So me being a James Wan fan and a uh, James Two fan and a Lee Wayno fan, you know, I'm I'm actually really really excited for that movie because I mean every Halloween I mention how much I love those two. So yeah. All right. All right. Moving on. Cliff notes. Is that loud enough? Use <laughs> a drop. For that. Huh? Yeah. Use a drop for that. Well, this one. Cliff notes. That one. Yeah. Or this one. Cliff notes. There's two different drops. Or maybe this one. Cliff notes. No, it's all the same one. Oh, okay. All right, moving on to... Cliff notes. <laughs> this is why I shouldn't be... In charge of the sound. Yeah. So the Essex Corporation in uh, X-Men, for those that don't know, I think we actually might have done this one already, but it's worth doing a refresher, is named after Nathaniel Essex, a.k.a. Mr. Sinister. So, a visionary doctor living in 19th century London, Dr. Nathaniel Essex, which I always love the name Nathaniel, shout out to Nathaniel, my nephew, was recruited by the eternal mutant warlord Apocalypse, his genetic structure enhanced so as to provide him with virtual immortality and superhuman physical attributes. Taking the name Mr. Sinister, Essex dispensed with any pretense of human morality as he continued his forbidden experiments into the secrets of mutation over the course of the next century. Um, let's see. Sinister will do anything to further his knowledge of genetics and has played a hidden role in the upbringing of the Summers brothers, aka Cyclops and Havoc, who we mentioned earlier. Yeah. He's also the guiding hand behind the Marauders, a band of killers comprised of mutants and augmented humans whom Sinister once sent into the Morlock Tunnels to carry out the mutant massacre. So, 6 foot 5, 285 pounds, red eyes, black hair. First appearance, Uncanny X-Men number 221 in September 1987. So he's actually newer than me. (laughs) But it always seems like he's been around a lot longer, but number one, I I don't think that they'll ever get that costume 100% right. If If they can get the cape down, that's the main thing. Who would you get to play him in a Movie. You know, Michael Fassbender would have been perfect. <laughs> you know, Oscar Isaacs, I think, would have been good. Yeah. Used already. Man. There's talk of Brian Cranston wanting to play Sinister. I think that would actually be a good choice. He's too old, though. Well, I mean. He's supposed to be immortal. Like, so you have Brian Cranston doing it, then he already looks too old to ever be an immortal man. No, why not? 
If they could fucking do a do a Tron where they CGI, uh, I actually kind of hope that it's a black guy, so they can white face paint him. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna talk about some of that later on. That's not bad. But again, he looks almost too old. Like he looks almost like Dracula more so than he does Mister Sinister. Well, he's always looked like that to me. Sinister. I was. I would always think like Dracula. I think Zachary Quinto would be a really good version too. That would be good. Uh, he definitely has the height about him. He has the sinister nature about him after playing um, Leatherface or Scarf Scab Face or Bloody Face. American Horror Story. Oh yeah. Also in Heroes, he was Skyler. That's what I was thinking about. But yeah. Oh, you know the guy from uh, Agents of Shield. Yes. Ward. That Ward would, would be, be really yeah. good. Yeah. You know, can play both the, the charismatic and, and bad side of... I mean, that was system. kind of the end of the season when he was, like, in the trench coat and just walking around very evil. Spoiler alert. Yeah. I think he's a little late for me in that show. Hmm. So if you guys can think of anybody that you want to play Mr. Sinister more than who we cast, please let us know. Give us a call. Fuck by UTJH. All right, so. This has been Comic Cliff Notes, the SX Corporation edition. Booyah. You've just been schooled. All right, moving on to the fuck you department. <laughs> Was that actually in the soundboard? No, I put that in there. Uh, it was between that or this. That, isn't that seizures? Yeah. All right, so. I was just going to add it in the fuck you. Oh, yeah. Fuck you! Well, then, disregard. So, fuck you to two big things. One, I was watching the uh, the game the other day, and there was a commercial that came on. I don't know if you saw it. Where some guys are in the Met Stadium. The Knicks Stadium, I'm sorry. The Knicks Stadium. In Ghostbusters? The Ghostbusters commercial. Where, yeah, they got a Kobe Bryant one, too. Yeah, and that that's what it comes down to. Is like, So are we just going to throw Ghostbusters uniforms on anybody and saying that they can fight ghosts now? I will take that over the being guilted into not liking it because I'm sexist. Or I don't support body dysmorphia. Oh, Jesus Christ, get the fuck out of here. So, I don't know. That was just like, wow, that's fucking stupid. A sidebar, fuck you. To, I think it was North Carolina that said they're no longer going to do valedictorians. Why? Because they feel that it's unfair to the rest of the students in the classes. That there there shouldn't be one person that gets an award for being the first place. Well, that's why you have a salutatorian and you have a... No, they're saying they're, they're not going to hand out any of those kinds of awards. Because... They want to celebrate mediocrity? That's what it boils down to. Mm. It goes back to the whole participation award thing. When or if my kids play sports and if they get a participation award, I'm throwing that shit away. Like, did you not get first? Fine, you're not. Like, if you got first, second, or third, you get an award. If it has, like, a place on it that says 467th, no. You can get a little ribbon that says it, and I'd be fine with that, but you're not going to fucking walk around with a fucking trophy just because you participate. Fuck out of here. I'll melt that shit down, and, you know, you can now you can have a little pendant or something. But um, my other and last fuck you goes to Russell Simmons and Aerie Spears. Really? Why? So I, I've been talking a lot about Key and Peele lately, and I've been watching their, their stuff. And then there's someone who says Key and Peele, or uh, Aerie Spears on Key and Peele, like an interview. So I was listening to them, and they're going back and forth about different comedy, and then they started talking about Key and Peele with Aerie Spears, and he's like, oh, you know, they're they're funny dudes. Like, yeah, they're funny, but they're not black funny. And they're like, oh, you know, have you heard what Russell Simmons said about him? Russell Simmons is like, they're not real black men, essentially what it boils down to. It's like they're, you know, these are guys that never hung around the ghetto or they never seen, you know, what real black men have gone through and stuff like that. They marry white women. You know, they don't talk in, in a certain amount of slang and stuff like that. And it goes back to Aries Spears and Aries Spears is like, look, you put me in a room full of street, street thugs, street niggas, as he says, He's like, and, you know, I'm right there with them. You know, they know, they can sniff out that I'm not phony. They said, Aries Spears says that Key and Peele are two darker skinned guys 
doing blackface, which I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, that's pretty shitty to say. I mean, there is something to be said. Like, Key and Peele, they're not going to be able to do a routine at the Apollo. No, but... But, I mean, to say some shit like that, that's pretty... That's fucked up. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, look, you have... Okay, I told Maria. And I'm like, it pisses me off because if this were to ever blow up, if I were to ever be famous, I know that there'd be people in the Puerto Rican community or the Hispanic community that would be like, oh, it's great that he made it in the world, but he's not a real Puerto Rican. You know, he doesn't speak Spanish. He hasn't been a Puerto Rico in 16 years, so he doesn't really count. And it's bullshit. Like, so I have to walk around with, you know, draped in a Puerto Rican flag, speaking Spanish to be taken seriously as a Puerto Rican in in, uh, in the entertainment field, and, and that's that's not right. And the, and the same thing can be said with these guys. Like, is it their fault that they were raised in a manner that wasn't the stereotypical, quote-unquote, ethnic norm? I mean... But, you, it, but then that's racist, too. Do, do you think that's, like, a... Do you really think that would happen in, like, the Puerto Rican community, though? That people would give me shit? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Really? Yeah. Because I feel like Filipinos will hang... They're so desperate to see a famous Filipino, we will hang on to anything that's remotely Filipino. Like, all these half-Filipinos, like Nicole Scherzinger or fucking uh, Rob... Uh, and, and, see, and that's the difference, you know... Rob you, Schneider? You, ne- you never see... You never see Asian people up in arms about it. You know, you, ne- you never see... Oh, well, he doesn't really count. Like... Hey, he's 126th Asian. Awesome for the Asian community. I like because we're desperate for anything like that. But that... Man Pacquiao, yeah! But that's still cool, you know? That's still, that still shows a solidarity in, in a culture, in, in a group of people. And, yeah, there are plenty of Latin people that are like, you know, Carmelo Anthony is part Puerto Rican. Awesome, he's Puerto Rican. Jake Arrieta, he's Puerto Rican. Yes, he's, he's Hispanic, he's Puerto Rican. That's, that's great. But part of me would be like, like, I've actually had dreams where we became famous. Which is awesome, but still... And I get invited, or we get invited to a Spanish station radio or something. And they start speaking to me in Spanish. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't speak Spanish. And, you know, it turns into a fucking big deal. And, you know, and even when I told Maria about it, she's like, yeah, I, I can see that. Like, people won't like the fact that you don't speak Spanish if you're... It's, it's just like in the movie Selena, where it's like... And that's the thing. Like, Richie Valens didn't speak Spanish. Selena didn't speak Spanish. So it's just, it's a weird thing. And it's, instead of people being happy for one another, they find reasons to be upset. And that's not that's not right. As a whole, people should always kind of back one another up. That's eh, just jealousy. Ari Spears, this comedy isn't even really that really that funny. No, but I feel like I feel like when I put on a comedy station in Pandora, I get Ari Spears shoved down my throat. Oh, see, I, I listen to Louis C.K. and he doesn't show up once. <laughs> but that I mean that's and he he does make a good point where he's like, look, funny's funny because they also have a skit where they're they're two black guys. In a slavery auction. And so they're up there, and it's them two, and then they pull up a third guy. And they're like, all right, you know, let's, you know, we'll, we'll start the auction for these three gentlemen. And they start with the first guy, and everyone bids on the first guy, but doesn't bid on the other two. So they stand there like, fine, I don't even want to be picked. And then they bring up another guy, and that guy gets picked again, not them two. They're like, well, that's a little emasculating now. Like, uh, I don't want to be picked as a, you know, I'm, I'm a hard worker. So then by the third time, they're like flexing and stuff, and they're trying to look, you know, stronger and and by the end of it, they're like, that's, you know, it's really not fair that we were picked. And they showed the clip to Aerie Spears and he's like, is it a funny skit? Yeah, for the most part. But I really wish that, you know, there'd be a comeuppance for the black man at the end of it. Like, you know, maybe they stab one of the white. It's like, dude, that's not what the skit's about. Like, like it doesn't, it doesn't always have to finish off, you know, power to the black guy in, in that regard. They're making comedy. Like some stuff just, if it's funny, it's funny. If you don't think it's funny, you don't have to. But... 
So to say that two black guys that made it as far as they have, had their own TV series, made it through Second City, have a movie called uh, Keanu that came out that apparently was a really, really funny movie, but you're going to diminish that because you don't think that they're black enough? I don't know. I think it's bullshit. So I know that seems a little political and a little heavy-hearted for our show, but yeah, I don't like that at all. Sorry if I rambled. All right, my fuck you this week is going to go out to (laughs) Jeff Van Gundy. (laughs) Because I cannot stand... Get off my train. <laughs> I cannot stand... I don't understand how he is, like, the premier announcer for all these NBA playoff games. Like, he makes the dumbest comments. Not only does he just sweat LeBron. Oh, well, I think I think one of the announcers made a joke about uh, the other game where I'm surprised they were calling the travels on LeBron. And Jeff Van Gundy jumped in, he's like... Well, LeBron doesn't travel. It's just, you know, it's just probably a bad call. Get the fuck out of here. LeBron travels. He was like that with the Knicks, too, wasn't he? Like, he was real big on, like, when the Bulls are facing the Knicks. Like, he... Marv Albert was Mr. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, because um, he, was, he was an announcer for the Knicks, and every, it was widely known he was an announcer for the Knicks. So every time, you know, the Knicks would score, and it counts. And, you know, just Michael Jordan be like, Michael Jordan made the play. So, but Jeff, I'm so sick of Jeff Van Gundy. He made a dumbass comment. He said something like, I don't think they should be allowed to call timeouts when they hit the floor anymore. Like, what are you supposed to do? Like, you, you want him to, like... Take it to the mat and fucking wrestle for the basketball. Like, eventually somebody's going to be traveling. I think they should be. And even the two announcers are like, yeah, I can't agree with you that one, Jeff. Like, There's some guy that has a show on HBO. I can't I can't remember who he is. I think it's a sports show, but I'm not sure. I've only seen a commercial for it. And it's this guy saying, I'll tell you what I believe. And he's talking about, you know, I believe we should have this. I should believe that. And one of the things he says is, I, I believe we should have a, a four-point line in the NBA. And I think if you were to bring that in, again, it'd bring the shooting back a little bit more. That would be fun. Yeah, I, I wish they would do like the Rock and Jock basketball special where it's like the thirty point spot. Where if you stand like in there, jam. yeah, if you stand in there, you get thirty points for making it in. And it's like fifty feet up. That'd be fucking awesome. Do you have any other fuck yous? Uh, no, that's all for my fuck yous this week. Which brings us to the really, really segment. Really, really segment this week is brought to you by Lim Insurance for the moments in life when you find yourself saying really. Really, make sure you're insured appropriately by giving a limb insurance a call and have yourself insured for home, life, auto, and even porta potty at 312-945-6254 or visit their website at aliminsurance.com. That's A-L-I-M for a limb. Because they're not going to charge you an arm and a leg. All right, so what do you got for really, really today? So, again, my apologies to our listening audience for me uh, waiting on going to see X-Men Apocalypse. So I saw it on a Thursday night, which I knew was going to be uh, slow, you know, because... There was nothing premiering that, uh, you know, people were knocking on the doors to watch a midnight show this week. Even though The Conjuring was out, but it wasn't as big an opening yet. I heard it's an amazing movie, though. It looks good. So, I go on a Thursday night. Uh, Sandra and I, shout out for being my date. I was going to buy tickets online, but I figured, well, you know, nobody's going to really be there. There were only two tickets sold at the time I looked at it. It's about a 100-seat theater at Showplace Icon on Roosevelt. Um, And Showplace Icon is one of the theaters where you can buy in advance, or even when you buy your tickets at the theater, you get to pick where you sit. So, 100-seat theater, let's eliminate 30 seats off the bat, because those are right in front of the screen on the floor when nobody wants to sit. Exactly. So let's say 70 seats in the bleachers. About 20 people came to see the movie. And again, you get to pick where you sit. So Sandra picked back row center. Grant, 70 seats, 20 people. Just before the movie starts, as I lift up the armrest, get comfortable, sit next to Sandra, and just kind of spread my legs out, get my popcorn, my soda, just all situated around me. Almost like it's going to be my own couch, because there's no way anybody's going to sit next to me. Somebody fucking sits next to me. (laughs) This Really? Really? 
there's a whole two empty rows in front of me. And, and you know, it's it's literally four feet difference closer to the screen. And you could be dead row center. But you pick the seat next to me, like literally next to me. So I have to share an armrest with somebody where there are 50 seats open. That's fucking bullshit. Really? Really? Let's see. Man, my really, really for this week goes out to Hot Ones. Chris D'Elia was on it. Chris D'Elia? Fuck. I don't know who that is. Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry for the editing. I'm almost positive that's his name. Oh, fuck you. Oh, what the fuck, you guys? Can't talk. I know. Yeah, sorry. All that, just to confirm. Chris D'Elia was on it. Uh, stand-up comedian. Very, very, very funny dude. We talked about him a little bit last week. or well, two weeks ago with um, John Prado and Cesar Valdez. And he made it through the 10 wings. And, like, the worst he got was, wow, that's really fucking hot. <laughs> and I know, like, for him, that's saying a lot. But it's just like, really? Really? Like, that's you suffering right now? Like, I'd be dying. And there there are episodes where there are some people, like, one guy made it through two wings. But he started opposite. Asian dude. He started with the hottest one. He's like, I'm jumping in the deep end. He, took, he ate two wings and he's like, I can't do it. And then he's like... <laughs> They, they, he goes to the bathroom and he's like, so I, I take a massive shit and then like an idiot, I touch my dick with my, with my fingers. He's like, so now my dick's on fire. And the, and the host is like, don't worry, it happens to me every single episode. So I was laughing my ass off to that one. That's actually a really, really funny episode. If you have sex with somebody after that, Oof. is that painful? The money shot better go elsewhere. Um, alright, so, alright, moving on to Statisfaction. Facebook, and read my Twitter. Do I get my... Satisfaction. 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 My satisfaction today is from Joe King, the guy that usually does mine. I can't remember if I did this one or not. It says, during labor, the pain is so great that a woman can almost imagine what a man feels like when he has a fever. So so to all you women out there that listen to the show, I'm sure you all can relate to the fact that anytime a guy is sick, he turns into a miserable piece of shit. So yeah, I was laughing pretty hard when I saw that one. So that's my satisfaction for today. What do you have? Uh, satisfaction and also a partial shout out to uh, Jonah and Aaron Schneider for their five-year anniversary and uh, my satisfaction this week comes from mr ryan madigan ah. our professional guest his status was everyone be careful there's an email going around offering pork gelatin and salt in a can if you get this email do not open it's spam i knew you'd like that one <laughs> yeah hashtag satisfaction i was like i read that i was like oh have you seen this? Anna Kendrick, Aubrey Plaza. Sold. Oh, this is uh, Bad Moms? No. This isn't Bad Moms? No. This is the, they pretend to be like good girls for these guys. Oh, the wedding dates or yeah. something. Yeah. 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 Sold. Yeah. Shout out to Aubrey Plaza. Shout out to Anna Kendrick. Uh, anything else? Uh, no, that's it for this week. Very right, cool. All right. Piss it on graves? Yeah. Let's piss on some graves. <laughs>
Alright, today's Pissing on Graves is gonna go out to none other than, you guessed it, Muhammad Ali. Alright, so, Muhammad Ali. Olympic professional boxer and activist. Born January 17th, 1942. Died June 3rd, 2016. I had no idea that he had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine kids. Nine times. And one, two, three, four wives. Nine times. Let's see, he has a, one sibling. Everyone in the world should basically know who Muhammad Ali is. Did he have four wives at the same time? No. I know we don't talk about religion, but religion was, or Islam is one of the few religions that endorses, a, or permits, I shouldn't say endorses, permits polygamy. That I didn't know. And yet I've never met any Muslims that actually practice polygamy. Let's see. No, no overlap. We uh, had one wife from 1964 to 66, so two years. One from 67 to 76, so that was a good run. <laughs> 77 to 86, so he's got like a 10 year span for each of these. And then 86 to 2016, so that was his longest marriage of 30 years. So, I mean, he lived a very long life. One of the greatest boxers, one of the greatest athletes ever. Very, very famous. Well known, of course, is the imagery of him standing over screaming with, with his hand cocked. I mean, it's it's iconic. But, going back to Pissing on Graves, for those that remember the very first couple episodes, Pissing on Graves is all about talking about the people that we love and miss and a fault of theirs. Rodney, what's the fault of Muhammad Ali? His mama named him Clay. I'm going to call him Clay. <laughs> oh, shit. Wow. Oh, Borgit just went down hard. I knocked out by Muhammad Ali right in there. All right, so this has been Pissing on Graves, the Muhammad Ali edition. Champ, you will be missed. Float like a butterfly right back up to heaven, buddy. We'll miss you. All right, so. Do we have anything else? Or is this okay? No. All right, so. Just to finish up with the show, uh, let's get to promotions. All right, of course, I want to promote at UTJH Podcast, the Twitter page, hashtag UTJH, which is our Facebook account. Also, our Gmail, right? Yeah, hashtag UTJH. Guess you want to send us an email. Yep. Uh, fuck pie UTJH, the official... Phone number. Sorry. All right, fuck it. This is why I can't watch things and talk. <laughs> the official phone number for uh, UTJH, so fuck pie, Spanish rape, because there's no C. Make sure to hit up the rest of the glorious, glorious podcast on the disease network, including You're Gonna Get a Disease. For your weekly events, weekly news. For your current events. For your current weekly mothership. But they're not weekly. Oh, for your current, yeah, sir. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's been so, so, such a while since we did the... Yeah. <laughs> um, that just happened. Is, is it the mothership or is it the flagship? Flagship show. I thought it was always the mothership. No. Oh. The mother of Russia with 30% more Jonah. That was more like Big Summer Blowout. Yahoo! <laughs> 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 oh, I will give you this and nothing more. Well, anyway. What did you call me? <laughs> 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 Alright. So, uh, you're getting disease for the current events, flagship show, blah, blah, blah. Um, that just happened. For your weekly commute. Something gate. For your drinking games. And with a third more Claire. 30% more Claire. Dodge drunks. For your blackout drinking games. And, of course, the veg dialogues. Hopefully when those air. For your five days for once a month. <laughs> drinking games. Hopefully you're not drinking that. Yeah, that's your end of that kind of stuff. Blah. Blah. <laughs> <laughs> That was perfect. Uh, all right, so uh, of course we want to say fuck you, all things Kardashian. Fat uh, Kardashian. Uh, follow uh, Red Novella on SoundCloud. Follow Tony Argenon on SoundCloud. Follow The Art of Nick Prohl on Facebook. You can find him, Nick Prohl, on Instagram as well. Dork County. Visit Geeks of Go-Go for all your geek information, news, and calendar of events. And hit them up and if you're in the greater Chicago land area and you're a Game of Thrones person, uh, they have every Sunday they, they watch Game of Thrones and I think they have like a trivia night or a game night or something. Anyway, they, they're a part of something like that and it's, it's a lot of fun. They're, they're all over the greater Illinois area. I don't even know if that's a real thing. Like all over the Midwest is what I mean. Like, you know, there's Illinois and there's 
There's the rest of the Midwest. But um, they're all over the Midwest, Comic-Cons, events, anything that you want to know about when it comes to geek culture, they're in the epicenter. So really, really great people that work there. Anything else? Reading came first. Reading came first by Roy Kinsey. Make sure to check that shit out. That's you need to make. He's, he's got to make it downloadable. Chloe Grace Moretz. Make sure to follow her because she said fuck you to Kim Kardashian. So that's a big thing. Three months until 9/11. So get ready to buy American on that day. Have some plans. Make sure that you. Uh, Not that you can't buy American every day, but we want to reinfuse our economy on the day that somebody tried to ruin our economy. So American yes. 9/11. Turn it into a shopping day. I just saw Blake Lively pull her shorts down. <laughs> I think this is uh, we're calling it a podcast. Go see The Shallows on June 29th. Because <laughs> Blake Lively, she, there she goes, increasing her hair to face ratio. She's all wet too. Mm-hmm. That helps. She really needs to show it. Didn't she already? I mean, there were the pictures, I think there were the leaked pictures of her, but I don't think she actually showed anything on, of her own will. You know, something I forgot to talk about on Elmond I just saw, I've been watching a lot of uh, Jurassic World lately just because Jason's in Dinosaurs. That scene where Bryce Dallas Howard's in the helicopter just kind of holding on, but that's probably your hottest scene in that movie. I'll take it. All right, well, do we have anything else? No, let's call it a podcast and finish watching the rest of the NBA Finals because maybe that's what we're doing anyway. <laughs> Signing off from the FTC, I'm Ronnie Sinio. Um, I'm Adam Flores. And um, that just happened. Oh, it's because I pressed something else. Oh. Stupid fucking soundboard. Ben up, ben up, ben up, ben up. Price is right, Jamie. <laughs> David's gonna be pissed.